Welcome to the Dermatology Podcast, the official podcast of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venerology. I'm Daniel. And I'm Adriana. And we're happy to present today's episode. In today's special episode, our guest Professor Gisondi is discussing with Professor Gustemurs the very current topic of monkeypox. But before we get into that... Join the hybrid EADV Congress taking place from the 7th to the 10th of September on-site in Milan and online on our virtual platform. Featuring over 600 speakers across 170 sessions, this year's Unmissable Congress will allow you to innovate your daily practice and advance patient care with not only the highest quality of scientific research, but many opportunities to collaborate with colleagues participating from all over the world. Register now on our official website eadvcongress2022.org. Welcome back. Our guest in this discussion is Paolo Gisondi, an Associate Professor of Dermatology and Venerology and President of the Residence Program of the School of Specialization in Dermatology and Venerology at the University Hospital Verona, Italy. His main scientific interests include the epidemiological, clinical and therapeutic aspects of chronic plaque psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. For extra reading on this topic, you can see the letter to the editor, Monkeypox Virus Infection, What Dermatologists Need to Know, published in JADV on the 8th of June by Bellinato, Gisondi and Girolamoni. And now, the floor goes to the professors. Hello, uh, this is Jan Gutemuth from the University of Brussels. Uh, Paolo, you are an epidemiologist and immunodermatologist, so we thought that you are the person uh, to talk about when we have the actual problem of the monkeypox epidemic. And uh, we were wondering, what is the epidemiology now of this uh, of this disease? Uh, do we have to think about it in daily practice? Hello, Jan. Thank you for the invitation. And hello, everybody. You are listening to us. Yes, by May 2022, an increasing number of human monkeypox virus infection has been deported in Western country. And I'm looking now the official website of the World Health Organization reporting more than 1,200 cases uh, worldwide and uh, by 8 June 2022. And uh, is the infection is most frequent in Canada, uh, Germany, uh, Portugal, Spain, and United Kingdom, but of course, isolated cases have been reported from uh, uh, different countries, including uh, uh, Italy and Belgium. Jan, yes, definitely. Yeah, so so it's really spreading fast and. It's interesting that such a disease that we have hardly been aware of and that has been depicted as a zoonosis is suddenly uh, uh, getting spread in the general population and we see it suddenly in various countries. Is there an explanation or are we still uh, fishing in the dark? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, monkeypox virus is a brick-shaped, enveloping, double-stranded DNA virus of the orthopox virus genus, uh, distinguished in two clades, the Western and the Central Africa Congo. It, it is uh, considered a zoonosis acquired by, by droplets by different reservoirs, such as squirrel, rats, monkeys, and also pets coming from Africa. However, the recent cases presented with the lesion on genitalia era 
uh, are indicating other possible routes of transmission, such as contact with body fluids or lesions, or after prolonged physical contact during sexual intercourse. So this is something clearly new. We also have seen our first case here at the emergency room uh, in Brussels, also with genital lesions. And when I looked at the uh, internet to, to go for references, at the moment there there is almost nothing if you if you search online you find now it's it's starting to come but uh, until now we saw this really uh, it seems that it was a very rarely uh, with tra sexual transmission so um when how about the clinical presentation when do we have to think of a patient with monkeypox yeah, this is a crucial question. Thank you, uh, Jan. Uh, monkeypox share clinical similarity in the appearance, topography, and progression of smallpox, whose presentation, of course, nowadays has become anecdotal. We have an incubation period, approximately one, two weeks. And then we have prodromal symptoms, including uh, fever and fatigue, that are followed by the appearance of the rash. Uh, the rash is uh, frequently uh, accompanied by a painful lymphoadenopathy that could involve maxillary, cervical, or inguinal area. And lymphoadenopathy is an uh, important clue for the diagnosis. And the, small, uh, the smallpox-like rash last from two to four weeks. Lesions spread centrifugally from the face to the entire body, including the hands, the lower limbs, the feet, but also uh, pharyngeal, conjunctival, and genital mucosas. And uh, I think that most of cases uh, uh, today we see affect the genital mucosa. There are well-defined uh, progressing lesions, progressing through macular, papular, vesicular, but also pustular and crustose phases. Lesion may be hard, deep, and sometimes umbilicated. Uh, we have uh, uh, also some complication, but not uh, frequent, such as vomiting, diarrhea, also pneumonia and encephalitis have been described. So when we think of these rather systemic reactions and there's a certain lethality also to this disease, do we have um, risk groups that we have to be very um, careful about, uh, children or patients with other diseases? Is there a, something we need to be aware of, Paolo? Yes, uh, I think that uh, the immunocompetent uh, uh, patient, uh, the disease is self-remitting and the therapy could be also only symptomatic. But uh, if you have immunocompromised uh, patient, uh, of, care, of course, uh, you should pay attention to possible complication of the disease, but only in these uh, uh, immunocompromised individual and children as well. So how do we confirm the diagnosis once we have this suspicion? Um, how do we confirm the diagnosis? It's So far, we don't have it in our standard template in our hospital, for instance. Yes, this is also a very important question. To establish the diagnosis, we can have the lab uh, and uh, that 
the priority is to do when available the uh, polymerase chain reaction for viral DNA detection. This is the, if you find the DNA of the virus, you are uh, confirming the diagnosis. And uh, you can also uh, isolate the virus with the culture and uh, culture from saliva in the early phases, also the culture from the exudate. Of course, you can also do ELISA for the detection of serum detection of EGM and EGA antibodies, but they may cross react may be cross reactive to other octopox viruses. So, um, as I said, that is not very specific. Yeah. So, when I understand right, the the gold standard would be a swap from a lesion and to confirm the DNA in the lesion rather than serology. Yes, you are right, Jan. And of course, you need some early lesion, fresh lesion, I would say. Because if you are in the phase of a late lesion, you, this could be not diagnostic because you lose the, the DNA of the virus. And Paolo, do we know something about the reservoir? Where does this virus come from with these recent outbreaks? Um, Yes, um, the uh, different reservoirs described, including the squirrel, rats, and monkeys living in Africa, mostly. But you know, uh, you also, as I said before, with the pets, the people, uh, the tourists coming back from Africa with uh, animals, and they, they spread the infection. So that would be something we should reconsider. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, interesting. And and how about treatment? Um, or maybe one one thing out of question: Do we have to, uh, out of curiosity, do we have to um, expect a lot of scarring after the monkeypox? Yeah. I, you remember old yeah. description yeah. about uh, smallpox that people were really for the rest of their life full of scars. Is this similar in monkeypox? Yes, it has been reported very similar to the chicken pox. According to the severity of the singular lesion, you can have also a scar as a, uh, yes, as a late consequences. But I think that is depending on the severity of the clinical manifestation, of course. Yeah. So what do we do in terms of treatment? The treatment is usually symptomatic, but for severe cases, antiviral treatments such as Tecovirimat and Brindisidofovir can be considered. Okay, and that will, uh, is this already widely um, available um, in most of the countries or is this uh, where we have to call, uh, where we will have to contact the official authorities to have access to these drugs? Yes, I, yes, I think that uh, they are in the hands of uh, infectivologists in a context of uh, hospital, hospital-based treatment. So, uh, but uh, um, my um, feeling is that they are reserved only for the most severe cases, hospitalized cases. You know, so yeah. Yeah. And how, Paolo, about um, vaccinations? Is vaccine uh, available widely? Yes, some studies have shown that vaccination against smallpox provides cross-protection against also other 
orthopox viruses uh, such as uh, uh, monkeypox virus. However, more than 40 years have passed from smallpox eradication. Uh, so um, it, it is estimated that approximately half of the world's population has not immunity again orthopox virus including me <laughs> likely you Jan we are not, we not vaccinated right I, I was the last I was in the last year of vaccination so I'm just just vaccinated now I'm happy for that scar and uh, Paolo what do we do about uh, hygiene measures anything we can do to um, inhibit the father's spread Yeah, this is a very important uh, question and uh, we learned from the COVID, you know. And so uh, the following steps uh, to prevent uh, uh, monkeypox are important. Uh, avoid close skin-to-skin -skin contact with the monkeypox lesions. Uh, do not touch the rash of a person with monkeypox. Do not kiss, huggle. Uh, cuddle or have sex with, with uh, someone with monkeypox and um, do not share eating utensil or caps uh, do not handle or touch bedding towels or clothing of uh, a sick person and then uh, of course uh, the oral anal and vaginal sex uh, or touching the genitals of a person of with monkeypox should be avoided and uh, mm, as i said uh, the beddings the towel uh, should be uh, avoided uh, we know that the virus can spread in the fluid or uh, body fluid from uh, monkeypox lesions and uh, also from the droplets, uh, so the transmission with air, yeah. So when we see these cases, and, and I think we are now seeing internationally more and more cases of really uh, patients who mainly have viral lesion, uh, genital lesion, sorry. Yeah. So uh, our patient had pure genital affection, so it really shows that it can spread from lesion to lesion and, uh, yeah, um, uh, at the site of inoculation. Yeah, the most of the cases, recent cases, uh, have been reported in those uh, males who have sex with males, you know. So I think that uh, our clinic of sexual transmitted diseases are to focus our attention for the detection and uh, uh, treatment and also the prevention as well as the emergency, the consultation for the emergency. Yeah, so we really need to to be extremely accessible to interrupt the chains of transmission. I guess. Yeah. Is there a risk that it will spread largely to the general population? I think that's what people are concerned about. Will it? Will it? Uh, will it affect the general population? Will we have a second COVID uh, within the next months? Uh, uh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know, Jan. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think. Uh, however, we have uh, the prevention in case of monkeypox uh, could be done uh, using uh, uh, prevention measures, hygiene measures, mask, gloves, uh, and so the uh, the transmission could be prevented reasonably. Yes. So um, I think that we have uh, really now know what it looks like, where it comes from, how it spreads, how we can treat it. 
and um, yeah, that we have to be very vigilant and try uh, to interrupt the chains of transmission as early as possible. Um, so I hope that uh, all of our listeners will have a good summer. Not too many cases, but if we see them, isolate them and treat them. And Paolo, is there anything you would like to share with our listeners for today? Also, thank you, you, Jan. Thank you for the EDV leadership for inviting me to give my contribution to this podcast. I'm very happy uh, and also enjoy and uh, take care, you all. Yes. I think that's a perfect final word. Thank you very much to everybody. And um, uh, we will hear you soon again, hopefully, at the GEDV podcast. Bye-bye. We would like to give a special thank you to all of our listeners. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or otherwise find us on any major podcast provider. We appreciate you joining us and look forward to presenting more interviews, research, and other topics of merit. Until the next episode, take care of your skin. <laughs>